here with us right now. Here with us now. Thank you that you're here with us now. You're not in some faraway place. Here as close as our breath. Every cell of our being, spirit, soul, body. This is real. You are real. So real. stepped in where the spirit is ascendant over the flesh and we love you Lord oh we love you Lord so much I love you Lord Jesus I love you Father Holy Spirit the Lord as we've done it together and what a great choir here this morning as we've entered the heavenlies we've been to heavenly places known blessings from above we sense any weights lifting off you sense that in your life, if you had weights, cares and worries, and he is Jehovah Rapha great physician God to us to every cell of our being every he knows he knows the hairs of our head he knows the cells in our body too he knows everything about everything and he is our God and as we sing in that song he's our friend what a friend we have in Jesus. We, you are our friend. We know you're our friend. And we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. And those of you at home, too, just close your eyes. Just tell the Lord you love him. first loved us because you first loved me because you first loved me and you were taking the cares the worries the anxieties the stress the diseases the sicknesses the bondages the fear the doubt the unbelief in this day We are released from them through your great power, and we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much, Abby and team, worship team we had this morning. glad Micah could make it through this morning so you all could be with us too on YouTube and 
I'm just thankful for the ministry of all, all the helps ministries in the church. We're thankful. So thankful. Do have a few announcements, and then Vicki is going to be sharing the word. She's been laboring in the word, and now she's going to share with us the fruit of that labor in the word. Um, Wednesday evening, by the way, with weather-related things, I think you probably know that um, just look on Facebook, Ten Strike Community Church Facebook, and the information is there about how we do things on days like this. And uh, if there is a total cancellation, we'll put that on too. Looks like Andrew's kind of trying to sneak up here or something. <laughs> uh, what's that? There's a green Ford truck F-350 with its lights on. Okay. Okay. Um, hallelujah. So you can... It's, you know, that's what we do. If Joyce and I can get through here, then we're going to do it one way or other. Like I said, thankfully, Micah made it through this morning, and so we can have it on this on YouTube also. Otherwise, we'll put it on Facebook, uh, like we do on Wednesdays uh, at 10 o'clock. So, hallelujah. And then Wednesday uh, morning, we'll have that 10 strike. Community Church Touchpoint and Teaching, and that'll be a 10 live stream, but you can get it later on archive. And then 6 o'clock is youth group and also children's ministry here at the church house. Thursday, Pastor Dean has a Zoom Bible study at 7.30 in the evening, and you can connect with him if um, you would like to be part of that. Uh, just call the church's number. And then I have a special announcement with our play, our Christmas play, which is right here, straight from Sarah, our director. She says, history in the baking, important an announcement. Well, we are going to be stretching out Christmas this year at TCC. <laughs> Can you guess where this is going? Due mainly to quarantine issues, we will be rescheduling the Christmas play, History in the Baking, to Saturday and Sunday, January 8 and 9. New tickets will be for sale Sunday, December 12. That's next Sunday. You can also exchange already purchased tickets for new ones or get a refund. There are new posters and flyers in the foyer if you put up a poster please in the past please replace it with a new one thank you for helping to spread the word about this also thank you for your patience understanding and flexibility and your continued prayers we are really looking forward to this production it is going to be a special time with lots of laughter and now we have extra time to get some surprises ready for you there will also be more time for you to invite family, friends, and anyone else that God puts on your heart. Christmas blessings, Sarah Erholtz and the History in the Baking cast and crew. So that's from them. And then also um, there will be a Kenton Chantel Dudley Bended Knee. There will be, they will be presenting a Christmas concert right here on Friday, December 17 at 7 p.m. in the evening. A free will offering will be received. And also, if you could bring a canned good for the Bemidji food shelf. Uh, giving, for our giving here, we, if you're here in the sanctuary, we have the boxes in the back. Also, you, from, for on, from online, you can mail it to box 6710 strike. 56683 to the church or go online to tenstrakechurch.com and donate that way. I also wanted to mention next Sunday will be our annual Christmas story, but um, I was working on that. I, I came across a story I knew that was, was the one, but it was short. And so I thought, and I've done that before. I've had 
If it's a short story, I'll have more than one. But uh, this time I started thinking about it, and I didn't even really look for another one. Just in, in my spirit came the thought, you write the next story. The Lord is telling me to write the next Christmas story about my uh, Christmas experience. And uh, so I'm going way back, way back to share about my life and my story. Actually, a lot of the, my story and the history with Ten Strike Community Church, but actually it goes pre-Ten Strike Community Church. I was telling someone yesterday that really the one constant church family you could say that I've had in my life has been right here. Going all the way back to 1958. That probably predates anybody else that's here now, even Vicki. Well, yeah, you weren't even born then yet. But not too far off, though. But then I'm going to be sharing about through the years and then even looking ahead. Looking ahead. Okay, that's going to be in the story. That's next Sunday, so be here. I'd like to have you here to hear that with me. And So then Sunday, December 19, we're going to have Christmas service number one. And on... December 26th, we're going to have Christmas service number two. Because we always have a Christmas service right the Sunday before Christmas. And December 26th is too close to Christmas not to have a Christmas type service, right? And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to have two Christmas services this year. So, hallelujah. This pulpit is just ready here. I can sense the anointing, Vicki. I really do, for that word that you have prepared. So if you would come forward, we'll have you share with us today. Can you turn this on? Oh, it's on. It sounds like it is. Okay. <laughs> You're ready to go, it sounds like. Hallelujah. And I think you know this is Vicki Sharon, husband Adam. And she has been, I think you were a charter member, actually, weren't you, of Tinstrike Community Church? As a baby. As a baby. Yeah. I, I saw your in name in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was 60 what? 60. I don't know when the, the church charter was, but I was born in 1960. I think it was 67, so you were like seven, maybe. Okay. Okay, anyway. Guess I wasn't a baby. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, good morning, and good morning to everyone online as well. And we actually have more here than I thought we would have when we left our house this morning. So thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We're just so grateful, Lord, that you're with us, that you never leave us, you never forsake us. And Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would anoint this message, Lord, and that you would anoint our ears to hear what you're saying to us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, um, we are called and equipped for such a time as this. That's the word the Lord put in my heart, that it's no mistake that we were born at this time in history that we're walking on the face of the earth at this time in history. And we're living in some pretty unusual times, and you might say there's been lots of days of trouble. And so some of the things the Lord put on my heart today to share as we're living in such a time as this is how do we stay strong in the Lord? How do we keep from drifting away or falling away from him? Well, in 2 Peter 1.3, the word of God says that his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own grace and goodness. 
So that means that in this time, we have everything we need. We have everything we need for this hour, for this season. God has not forgotten about us. Um, he is with us. It's not a mistake that we're here right now. And you know what? He, I believe he's speaking the same thing to us as he spoke to Esther some 500 years before Jesus was born through her cousin Mordecai. It was at a time when there was a lot of trouble for the Jews. And they were living in Persia. Esther had been, been made the queen of Persia. And she was in a position where she could speak on behalf of the Jewish people. And there was a plot to slaughter them all. But in order for her to make that step, to speak on their behalf, she actually would be risking her life. And so this is what her cousin Mordecai spoke to her. If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. And I believe that is a word for the body of Christ today, that we were born for such a time as this. God determined that we would be walking on the face of the earth right now along with everyone else who's presently living everywhere else in the world, in every nation of the world. And I want to read to you from Acts 17, 24, 26, and 27, where we can hear God saying this himself to us. God who made the world and everything in it, the Lord of heaven and earth. And then a couple verses later, it says, from one man... He made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined, listen to this, he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. So if you've ever wondered if you were born in the wrong place, you weren't because God said that he determined the exact places where we should live. And why did he do this? Verse 27 says God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each of us. So we need to be living in this time filled with the joy of the Lord, confident that he's going to fulfill his purpose through us. Acts 13.36 says, When David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. So he didn't die until he fulfilled the purpose that God had for him in his generation. And so let's just make that determination in our heart that I'm going to be filled with the joy of the Lord in this season. I'm going to fulfill the purpose that God has for me in this generation. We can actually look forward to the days ahead instead of having a dread about like bad things happening. It's an exciting time, actually, to be on the face of the earth. And you know what? None of God's good promises have changed. They are as true now as they have ever been. We can confidently say as David said in Psalm 27:13, I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And days of trouble do not change that. We can, we can look at Isaiah 9:7 at the words of the prophet Isaiah and also be encouraged by that because this promise also doesn't change. What it says is that of the increase of his government, referring to Jesus, and that word government actually means his empire. So that's kind of a cool way to look at it too. And of the increase of his peace, there will be no end. So if there's not going to be any end to the increase of it, that means that even today, his government and his empire is increasing on the face of the earth. And it also means that the increase of his peace will never end. And that word peace is a powerful word. It's actually the word shalom. And that word shalom includes healing, it includes prosperity, and it includes well-being in every sense, and safety, and um, health and relationships. It says that will never end. His healing, his provision, and his peace that passes all understanding in this time right now, and his well-being will continue. It's not going to decrease. And so in the days ahead, even when troubling things are happening around us, 
we can confidently say his peace is not going to decrease. It is increasing. In fact, we need to declare that. That should be our declaration, that his peace is increasing. His healing is increasing on the face of the earth. His prosperity for his people is increasing on the face of the earth. His peace for us is increasing in the name of Jesus. We need to be strong and courageous in this season. And so I want to just share a little something that happened to me. Actually, it was a big something because it had a huge impact on my life. In July of 2020, we, had, um, we were looking forward to a team that we were going to be leading in August of young people to uh, another country to do a prayer, prayer journey to an unreached people, and it did not look like a good time to go. There was crazy things happening in the world all around us. This is in the Middle East. At this time, governments were overreaching. Um, I mean, we're still seeing that, but it was, as I was pondering, it's like, oh, Lord, should we really go? There's like this government overreach and oppression. And the peoples around the world, people were terrified of COVID, afraid of dying of it. Countries' borders were closed. Um, some were open, some were closed at this time. People's freedoms and liberties were being stripped away. So in the natural, you know what? It just really didn't look like a very wise time to take a group of college students to a Middle East country and for a prayer journey. And it was also super risky because, you know, if we go ahead and get airfare, are we really going to be able to go? Um, so there was just all kinds of uncertainties. And so I was just struggling with knowing God and just these doubts that were flooding my mind. It's like... And fear, you know, should, should we go right now? What's going to happen? Well, one night I just, I couldn't sleep. And I just got up and walked out to our living room. And I just fell on my knees in front of the couch. And, and as soon as my knees hit the floor, I had this scripture come flooding into my heart from Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And faith just arose in my heart. And I knew, Lord, I mean, that scripture just gave me that faith. It's like, God, yes, you're saying to go. And so we went. And you know what? God opened amazing doors. Um, everybody was fine. And so praise God. And you know what? God not only used that scripture to give me faith for that team, but also to take additional teens during this season where we're having so much craziness in the world. He gave me faith and us faith to take teens in February of 2021 and April of 2021 and September and October of 2021. And you know what? We're planning to take another team to the Middle East at the end of December and another at the end of January. And we still have all these same things all those same challenges that I listed, but you know what? God is so faithful. I just know that he'll open the doors, that he wants us to be courageous, bold and courageous, and to go ahead and to do the things that he's calling us to do. And now I realize that that word, to be bold and courageous, wasn't just for these assignments to take so, Vicki, what I was going to say is that if you hadn't gone that first time, my. If you, we probably, hadn't gone, you probably wouldn't have gone any you know of the what? other times. I, we wouldn't have, because I think the more time would pass, it's like, what would it be like there, and all the unknowns, and, you know, yeah, I think that, I think it was really important that we went then. Yeah. So, anyways, I just came to realize that this wasn't a word just for taking these teams, but it's was also a word to me for this whole season that we're in right now, to be bold and courageous. And I also believe that it's not a word just for me, but it's a word for the whole body of Christ for this season. It's a word for us here at TCC. It's not a time to shrink back. It's a time to, to step forward and to do the things that God has called us to do. I want to read Joshua 1.9 again. Be strong and Courageous. So take this into your heart. Take this as your own commission. Do not be terrified. Don't be living in dread. Don't be living in dread about the days ahead. Do not be discouraged. That Hebrew word means to be prostrated or broken down, 
by violence or confusion and fear. Have we seen any of that in the day we're living in? A whole lot of it, right? And so don't be discouraged or broken down or, um, yeah, or knocked down by that, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He's with us right now. He is with us. And he's calling us to be strong and courageous in this hour. This is the time to stand up and to do what he has called us to do, to stay in our lane and do the things that are our part. We don't need to do somebody else's part, but to do what he's called us to do, to obey his directions. So how do we do that? How do we stay strong and courageous in this season? I was just kind of pondering that, and it's like, Lord, you know, probably all of us have sensed that things have shifted in the spiritual realm, that we have moved into a new season. If we're not in the last days, we're sure a whole lot closer than we were a couple years ago. And so there's been a shift in this season, and it calls for more courage and boldness, I think, than probably ever before in our lives. And so how do we do that? And when we were overseas, Pastor Steve had asked Adam and I, you know, if we might want to share a message um, or one of us share a message. And in the middle of the night, again, when I couldn't sleep, Pastor Steve says I'm pretty productive in the middle of the night. <laughs> Anyways, the Lord, the Lord actually gave me an outline for what I'm sharing today as far as how do we stay strong during this time and in this season and keep from drifting away from the Lord. Well, the first thing is to stay in the word. We need to be persuaded that what God's word is true and we need to act on it. We need to be doers of the word. Do you know what? If we're doers of the word, we're not going to be in danger of being deceived. So if you've ever been worried about being deceived, it says in James 1.22, be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving or deluding and misleading your own self. So that's a good way to stay out of deception is to stay in his word and to be a doer of it. His word is alive and active. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and active. And then it says that it discerns the thoughts and the attitudes of our hearts. So you know what? As we read and meditate on God's heart, he is able to make those adjustments that he needs in our thoughts and in our attitudes because he discerns them. And so that's just really encouraging to me that, hey, if I'm staying in the word, if I'm meditating on the word, God is going to make those adjustments in me that need to be made. In Matthew 7, 24 to 27, Jesus told the parable about the wise man who built his house on the rock. And he said, that person, and then when the storms came, it didn't wash that house away. And he said, that wise man is someone who hears the word and then puts it into practice. Whereas the person who built their house on the sand was foolish. And when the storms came, that house was washed away. So we want to be like the wise man and build our house on the rock, which means we want to do God's word and we want to put it into practice. And the wonderful promise is that, that for one thing, it means we're wise and we sure need wisdom in this day that we're living in. And the other thing is when those storms come, all these storms that are blowing around us, it's not going to wash our house away. We're not going to be washed away. And last night, again, um, I wasn't actually having a hard time sleeping, but I did wake up with this scripture that came into my heart that fits into this first point of staying in the word. And it's Psalm 119. So there won't be a slide for this one. Um, Psalm 119, 105, it's a familiar verse. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So when you think about a lamp... You know, you're holding a lamp, walking along, and you can see where your feet are going. So if there's a rock, if there's a hole, it will keep you from stumbling. So his word will keep us from stumbling, right? And also it says it's a light, and the Hebrew word is to illumine, means illumine. It's going to cause it to be our path to be illumined. So we can see where we're going off in the future. We can see God's direction. So if we're in his word, it's going to help us see his direction for our future. 
for this day, for tomorrow, for the next day, for the path that we're walking on. Um, <clears throat> and the second thing that I wrote down for a way to stay strong and to not slip away from the Lord in this time is to stay in close fellowship and communion with the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 13, 14, Paul admonished them. He, he told, this was actually a blessing he spoke over them. He said, may the fellowship or the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I just love that. Um, the communion. So we, we can actually commune and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Um, it's not something we have to strive at. When you think of sitting with someone sharing a cup of coffee, just communing with them, fellowshipping with them. The Holy Spirit wants to do that with us. And he is our friend. We need him. He's our helper. And if we stay in that place of communion with him, then it's going to be easy to sense his promptings and his nudgings, to hear his voice. And so that is just my desire. I, that's, that's a word to me. Um, Vicki, stay in that place of fellowshipping and communing with the Holy Spirit. And then it'll be like what the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, so whenever you're starting to get off the track, going this way or that way, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk here. And so we can just have that encouragement that as we're fellowshipping, communing with the Holy Spirit, that if we need an adjustment, if we're going off the path this way or that way, we're going to hear that voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to our heart, telling us, no, this is the way, walk here. <clears throat> In 1 Corinthians 2, 10 to 16, excuse me, Paul talks about God revealing to us by his Spirit um, what he says, and that, that the Holy Spirit of God knows the thoughts of God. And guess what? That same Holy Spirit who knows the thoughts of God is living inside of us. And God put his Spirit in us so that we can actually understand the things that God has given to us. And then down in verse 16, it says that he's actually given us the mind of Christ, which is pretty amazing. So we really have available to us everything that we need to live in this season, in any season. But I'm just talking specifically about this season. So as we fellowship with him, that Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit who's inside of us is actually going, the Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of God. Nobody knows the thoughts of God except for the Holy Spirit. And he's living in us. And so he can reveal to us God's thoughts. I'm going to read that whole passage of scripture here. Well, not the whole passage, but parts of it here. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. Then down in verse 11, it says, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that or so that we may understand what God has freely given us. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So stay in fellowship. Stay in communion with the Holy Spirit. The third thing that the Lord put in my heart was, by the way, he didn't give me all these, this, whole, this whole message that night. He just gave me the four main points. <laughs> and so, um, so the third thing is to stay in and to walk in love. This is another way that we can stay strong and not drift away from the Lord. And it really is a season, I think, where there's an attack on love just because of all the troubling things happening around us. And so we need to stay in love both toward our brothers and sisters and toward the lost. We're in a time right now where there's a lot of different ideas and disagreement and even division in the body of Christ about how we should handle certain things. And so we need to be really intentional about loving our brothers and sisters in the Lord, even though we might disagree with them. 1 John 2.10 says that whoever loves his brother 
lives in the light. So that indicates we're going to have illumination there too, doesn't it? And there is nothing in him to make him stumble. And so here again, we see that if we are really intentional about walking in love toward our brother, that we're not going to stumble. Now, there, there is a place for righteous wrath. Um, there is a lot of wickedness that's happening around us, but we have to be careful that we're not, we don't become bitter toward sinners. And we have to remember that really they're just captives of the enemy. And we can't let our heart be poisoned through anger toward other people and toward those people who are doing wicked and evil things. Psalm 37, 7 and 8 says, Do not fret, that means to blaze up in anger, when men push forward in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Have we been seeing that happen? Well, of course, it's been happening for generations, but I think we can really see it in this day. And so then the Lord says, Refrain from anger, and that includes resentment, and turn from wrath. The Hebrew definition of that word includes the poison that comes from the fever of that wrath. And so there's righteous wrath, and then there's the wrath that will poison us. And so we don't want to be poisoned by anger because the Lord says that only leads to evil. And also, if we let our hearts become poisoned in anger, it'll cause our hearts to become hardened toward other people so we wouldn't even feel like praying for them. And so this is, I mean, this is like a huge check, I know, for me to walk in love, even when I see really wicked things happening around me. And we need to remind ourselves that God is love. In 1 John 4.16, the Bible says we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. That doesn't mean that we don't speak up for the truth, though, right? It says we're to speak the truth in love. It doesn't say we're supposed to speak the truth in anger. So even though it's definitely an hour to stand up for the truth, the huge challenge, I think, for us as the body of Christ is to stay in love as we courageously speak the truth. Matthew 24, 12 says that at the end of the age, because of lawless, because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. So, Lord, I just want to pray right now, Lord, with all the challenges that we're facing. Jesus, that you will guard our hearts, that our love will not grow cold toward our brothers and sisters, Lord, that our love will not grow cold toward the lost, but that you would just give us a passion to see people come into your kingdom and to know you and to know the truth, Lord. And help us, Lord, to really courageously call people to repentance, Lord, to come and to follow you, Lord, in Jesus' name. The fourth thing that God gave me to stay strong in this season and to not drift away from him is to stay in fellowship with other believers. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So we're supposed to encourage each other to stay in love. We're supposed to encourage each other to do good deeds. And then he says, let us not give up meeting together. In other words, we're supposed to be staying together in fellowship with other believers, and that's going to bring us strengthening and encouraging. So he said, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So, um, yeah, you can see how the enemy wanted to really stop the body of Christ from meeting together and the church being shut down, right? That's exactly the opposite of what the word of God says. So we need each other in this hour. We need to encourage each other. We need to hear the word. We need to fellowship together. And that's something that will help us stay strong. And then my fifth main point here comes back around to be strong and courageous. <laughs> okay, We are to be strong and courageous in this hour, to stand up, to be people of integrity. God has called us and he has equipped us for such a time as this. What's happening in our country is not a surprise to him. He has a destiny for us in this hour. 
And his destiny is not for us to be in fear and discouragement and defeat. Psalm 23, 5 says he has prepared a table for us. Where? In the presence of our enemies. So he's not talking about heaven. He's talking about here. It says he's prepared a table for us. And when you think about sitting down at a table that God has prepared for you, oh my goodness, that's an amazing feast. And he said he's done it for us right in the midst, in the presence of our enemies. God has called us in this world. He's called us to be both salt and light. Matthew 5, 14, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. So what does light do? Well, light reveals things, right? And so may God use us to shine his light on the right way for people around us to go. He can use us to shine that light. I mean, if nobody's speaking the truth, if nobody's proclaiming what, what God has for us, then how are, gonna, how are people going to know? And so we're a part. We are the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. You are the light of the world. And so he's going to use us if we let him. And he's also going to give us revelation to have God-inspired ideas and answers for the problems. And so let's be alert to that. We are the, God's going to use us to bring answers in this dark time. And in Matthew 5, 13, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Well, what does salt do? It makes things more tasty, right? And it also preserves things. And so may we be tasty to the people around us. May we make them hungry and thirsty for the things of the Lord by the way we live. And do you know what? The salt that's in us will help preserve them as well. As we're speaking truth and we're acting in truth, it's actually going to bring preservation to those that are around us. So let's look forward with joy to the days that are ahead and to go out and conquer the land like God has told us to. So Matthew 10, 7 and 8, what does Jesus tell us to do? He, this is what he told his disciples to do. This is the same thing that we're to do in this hour. Preach the message. The kingdom of God is near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers and drive out demons. Let's intentionally love the people around us. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to intentionally love the people around us. And let's boldly pray for them. Wherever it is, if it's in a store, at Walmart, at the checkout counter, if it's at your job, as you're walking along the street, you know, yeah, the checkout person at the grocery store, you know, how are you doing? Well, actually, I'm not doing well at all. My mother's in the hospital. It's like, oh, wow, can I pray for you and pray for them? It's not really so hard to do. We just have to be bold and do it. And you know what? It's not just some people that are bold and courageous. It's actually a command that Jesus gave us. And if he gives us a command to be bold and courageous, then he's given us the ability to be bold and courageous. So we all need to be encouraged by that. And people around us need hope, right? They just so need hope. They're so, I mean, people feel so hopeless and lost in so many places. And so we have it. We have that hope. First Peter 2.9 declares that we're a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We're a people belonging to God. Why? That we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So it's not a time to hold back, is it? It's not a time to compromise or to give in to fear. God is for us. And we have the hope that the world needs. And so we need to be preaching the uncompromising word of God that can set the captives free. And you know, I just had on my heart this day to also just extend an invitation to, um, to anyone, and I'm you know, speaking to anybody that's listening online, that if you know that you're lost in your sin, you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you don't have that hope in your heart for life, you don't have a sense of purpose in life, that God wants you. He wants to save you. He's the Savior. And so what he says we need to do 
if we're in that place and we know we're lost in our sins, he says we need to repent. And repent is just simply turning away from everything that the Bible calls sin. We just need to turn away from it and turn to Jesus as our Savior. Isaiah 45, 22, the Bible says, turn to me and turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. And Romans 10, 9 says to confess with your mouth. So this is what we need to do. If we know that we need Jesus, we need to confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, and he will save us. He will deliver us. He will um, watch over us. He'll protect us. That's what he said he'll do. He will save us. So, and we can't save ourselves. In fact, it's impossible for us to save ourselves. We may be even really good people, but you know what? Nobody can meet up to God's righteous standard or fulfill God's law that will bring righteousness. But there's good news because Jesus came to this earth as a tiny baby, which we're going to be celebrating in um, just a couple weeks. And he lived a perfect life. He never sinned. And you know what? He fulfilled every single one of God's righteous requirements for us. He did it for us. So we can't fulfill those requirements, but he did it for us. And then he said that he would give it to us as a gift if we receive him as our savior. And so he fulfilled those requirements. And then he actually took our punishment. He died on the cross for our sins and he rose again from the dead and he conquered death and hell And every lying attack of the enemy against us, he conquered it when he rose again from the dead. And so because he did that, the blood of Jesus can totally wash away all of our sins, make us totally righteous, and can give us eternal life. Romans 10, 13 says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's his word. To anybody today who doesn't actually know that you're born again, that is his word to you today, that he will save you if you call on him. And I just say, don't wait. Don't wait. We're living in a time that now is the day of salvation, and you can call on him today. And and what I would like to do, so if you're you're ready to do that, I actually want to lead you in a prayer, um, whether wherever you are, um, and whether you're listening later or you're listening right now, you can pray this prayer, make this confession from your heart that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, he'll save you. So um, I believe there's, um, you can put up the slide for just making a confession to the Lord, yes. And so I'm just going to pray this and then I'm just going to wait to give you a chance. If you know that you want to give your life to Jesus so that you can confess this from your heart. So let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead. Forgive me, Lord, for all of my sins. For everything that I have done to hurt you, for everything I have done to hurt others and myself, forgive me, Lord. Today, I choose to turn away from sin and follow you with all of my heart. I confess with my mouth this day that you are Lord. I give my life to you. Thank you, Lord, for washing away my sins with your blood. Thank you for giving me the gift of eternal life and the gift of your righteousness. I confess my love to you today, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Amen. So... If anyone, this was the first time you made that confession from your heart today, 
You've been born into God's family. Your sins have been forgiven. They've been washed away. God has given you the gift of eternal life. And he has given you the gift of his righteousness. And let us know. We want to know because you need to be connected in with the body of Christ. You've begun a brand new journey of being a disciple of Jesus. And so I just want to encourage you, those things that I was saying to stay strong in the Lord, those will help you stay strong. Pursue obeying Jesus in everything you do and think and say. And you know what? He's promised that he's never going to leave us and he's never going to forsake us. So, Lord, I just want to thank you today for your word to us, Lord. Um, I thank you for anyone who made that confession to you or will make that confession to you as they, as they listen to this online, Lord. We ask that many would be drawn to you, Lord. Father, I just thank you that you're welcoming people into your family every single day. And Lord, we ask that many, many would come into your kingdom during this season. Help us, Lord, to be uncompromising and sharing the word of God with others, Lord. And help us to be bold and courageous, Lord. Father, help us to fulfill the things that you've called us to do in this hour and help us to stay strong in you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that is a word for the hour and for this mm -hmm. season. That's a word from mm -hmm. the Lord. Yes. So, uh, so those four points that the Lord gave Vicky in the middle of the night. What was the first one? <clears throat> Just say it out. The word, right? Stay in the word. Two. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. right? Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Three, the love walk. Mm -hmm. Walk in love. Four, fellowship in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. That is so important in this day. And then five, be strong and courageous. Bold and courageous. Amen. Bold and courageous. Amen. Hallelujah. Word for we the are hour. called for such a time as this. Such a time as this. Amen. And this is a word for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. I affirm mm -hmm. it very much. Yeah. So we've already prayed it forth and <clears throat> prayed it through. And Lord, we just thank you mm -hmm. that we can walk in it. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Thank Amen. you, Lord. There's not a meal, but we can have fellowship. And Lord, we thank you for safe journeys home for everyone, uh, safe travel, guide us on our homeward way as well. Amen. And there's coffee, and there's some goodies there too, some snacks and goodies and stuff. If anybody wants prayer, we can do that as well. We'll be up here. We can pray with you. Hallelujah. God bless. Goodbye. <laughs>